Hello All Beard Inside listeners. We here at All Beard Inside understand that not everyone has the time to watch a YouTube video. So we've decided to present a second weekly episode of one of our former interviews in the audio-only format here for your ear holes. This is the audio from episode 85 of the YouTube show, which was originally released on July 9th, 2021. You could subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, the brand new TrendingTopicsNetwork.com, and most of the listing avenues for this podcast. We also kindly ask that you rate, review, subscribe, and leave comments to wherever you are getting this wonderful sound. Please enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to All Beer Inside. Uh, we are doing a quarantine edition of the episode. Joining me on this week's episode, we have Troy Nelson and Nick Stapp, two-thirds of Off the Hop Rope podcast. We'd like to apologize that that is two-thirds and not... <laughs> A full hole. Mark wishes he could be here. He's going to reap the benefit of the wonderful beer that we're drinking this evening. Mm-hmm. But uh, duty calls. Mark is one of the busiest people I know, traveling back and forth between Florida and managing what feels like nine podcasts all under <laughs> the same umbrella. So Mark, Mark Sterling sends his regards. But Troy Nelson, <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. That's not no, bad. No, yeah. Hey, uh, one of you would have just been as great, but both of you is even better. So that's yeah. a really roundabout way of saying, I wish I just had Troy. And no, you know no, what? No, no. I'm so grateful that you <laughs> no, said that. No, it's no, been no, a while no. since I've had to stroke my ego <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> might I say? Hey, uh, last time I checked, you guys weren't feuding on the Indies. So I'm trying to avoid that right now. Oh, I yeah. understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, Nick will do anything to not have to wrestle me again. <laughs> ever, 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 ever. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So I, um, I actually did it. I sent you guys beer, even though uh, I wrote uh, Canadian or Quebec maple syrup to actually get the beers across the border. Yes. Uh, and it is a pro wrestling beer. Uh, so we have sure from Ross Lebuc, Artisan Brasseur, based out of Saint uh, Jean, Port Joli, Quebec. It is Razor, or Le, La Razor, which is a Hascap uh, basil goza. Hmm. Uh, I do have a quick little description. I'm not going to read it in French, as most of our audience is English. I would like you to read it in French, and I would like to translate it. <laughs> okay. So, I would like to translate it. Well, we actually have this on our audio show. Uh, a friend of, uh, well, not friend of the show, actually kind of acquaintance of All Beer Inside, Mr. Old School, does terrible uh, translating. Uh, so, la raison est la foie surétée, salée, fruitée et herbacée. Mm. Herbal fruit ghosts. Uh, in a sense, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, is sour, salty, fruity, and herbaceous at the same time. Oh, herbaceous. Uh, so. Refreshing. Yeah. Uh, une bonne bière surée, rafraîchissante, à laquelle on a ajouté un ton de camaris local et un peu de basilic frais. I know fresh strawberry, <laughs> de fraise. Uh, so Camarice uh, is Hascap. So that basically translates to a, a refreshing, good sour beer to which we added a ton of local Hascap berries Ooh. and a little fresh basil. A surprising mm. and above all delicious mixture. It certainly is. Uh, and then uh, I already mentioned that. Cette jette les papillés à l'autre bout du ring, mais au lieu de faire mal, ça fait du bien. Yeah, I, I, my French has got to be better for where I live. Uh, so it basically, it throws your taste buds to the other end of the ring, but instead of hurting it, it feels good. Ooh. You might say that our taste buds are walking <laughs> yes. the razor's edge. Ooh. So it is coming in at 4.2 ABV, which is pretty good. Uh, I don't know any noted IBU, but let's do a virtual toast, gentlemen. Hmm. 
A toast. toast. Get this today. I like that. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's really good. Mm. I don't remember when's the, when's the last time we did a ghost tray. You 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 remember stuff better than I do. We're talking about a ghost, not a sour. I I, I didn't say sour. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> saying a ghost, not a sour. Yeah. I don't remember the last time we did one. But I, the one thing that's distinguishable about this ghost that if you are a ghost drinker out there is that ghosts tend to be at least definitely lighter in color, not as heavily fruited. You know, a ghost is supposed to be a little bit lighter. It's funny, salty too. You see a lot of sea salt and lime ghosts. Look at this. <laughs> it's like drinking pomegranate juice in color. It's like someone strained beets in it. <laughs> and my goodness, it's a gorgeous color. Yeah. Um, the word isn't sour. It's a ghost. It's very, it's tart, but it is very tart. And again, ghosts are usually kind of that middle bodied tartness, but this is, this is a lip smacker right here. Yeah, sure is. Oh, um, so as somebody who's able to get their beers and obviously, uh, we're going to mention their other, uh, wrestling beer, sh- uh, shortly after, but, uh, they're solid beer producers and, and hopeful future interview of, uh, this show, uh, because, Eh, you know, three hour drive is, is a little bit for for a one day, so I'd have to make make a weekend of it. Do they distribute in your area? They do all over Quebec. Okay. Um, I was always just curious because eventually someone's got to like, obviously Scott Hall has no idea that his very <laughs> body is put on a can right now. Yes. Zero idea. On a piece yeah. of that pie. A little bit tougher for Bam Bam, but I'm, you know, Bam Bam's no longer with us, but I'm sure that he would love royalties. Yeah. I, I'm sure this, there's some sort of, uh, I know in the U.S. it's a parody law, so I'm pretty sure they're finding that way around it. <laughs> oh, this is very much not a parody. <laughs> this, is, this isn't just Razor Mon. This is Scott Hall <laughs> on the yeah. can as I'm yeah. zooming myself in here. But um, I think it's interesting uh, that both these beers, they have Razor for Razor Mon and they have Bam Bam, mm-hmm. IPA uh, dedicated to Bam Bam Bigelow, which we did on our podcast, Off the yeah. Hop Rope. And we paired it with uh, Taz and Bam Bam from Living Dangerously 98, mm. where Bam Bam wins the TV title from Taz yeah. in his hometown of Asbury Park, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. I, I'd always mentioned to a friend of your show and ours, Justin Summers, that if I ever had a chance to go on, I would have brought down some Bam Bam beers and suggested Bam Bam versus Bret Hart. Uh, that King is, of the Ring 93. Yeah, Ooh. that is, uh, from what I understand, one of the all-time Bam Bam uh matches on king of the rings so i will yeah. tell you this it's it's an excellent match bam bam and brett were kind of married to each other on the house show tour that summer three televised chances to watch that match in theory uh they have a match i believe in spain that is yep. available on like one of the coliseum home video releases i don't think those are back on the wwe network yet but it's a very good brett hart bam bam match that once it's back on the network seek it out then they have a match at the 93 King of the Ring that is televised on pay-per-view from Dayton, Ohio. And then they meet again at the end of July 93 on Monday Night Raw, where Bam Bam gets the win back because Bret Hart gets counted out trying Ooh. to get rid of Jerry Lawler making fun uh, of his parents. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, the founders of Canada, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> Stu and Helen Hart. Well, I uh, believe. Founders of Canadian wrestling, if you uh, I was want say, to put Stu Hart was <laughs> Stu Hart was the first prime minister of Canada. <laughs> Stu, I, you're not Stu fooling stre- me. Stu stretched all the land across the top yes, of America. Yes. 
He started uh, up in the Yukon because he couldn't quite make it into Alaska and worked his way all yeah. around Canada from <laughs> Yukon to the Maritimes. Uh, Stu Hart probably stretched uh, one of your family members. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so thanks for joining me. And uh, so I'd like to know uh, off the hop rope, I understand you're on hiatus, but <laughs> what, uh, where did that idea start? Where did that idea kind of ferment or germinate, as you want to say? Mark got signed, so we had to stop doing the show. That was it. <laughs> well, he, he wants to know where it started, not where it's ended. Right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, paused. Paused. <laughs> so it, we are in a little bit of a pause right now, and it, we, it's funny because I believe last week would have been our three-year anniversary. Yep, that was two we, weeks. Yeah, about two we, weeks ago. We never missed a week, not once. There was always an episode for. Mm-hmm. The better part of two years and 11 months. Um, but again, we are very happy that Mark is able to do exactly what he's doing. That he, It's a good thing that he doesn't have time for this, if that makes any sense. Um, yeah. we, we miss doing it. We're hoping someday we'll come back, uh, especially because it is his brainchild. Mark wanted to get the podcasting game. He very much is a whiz when it comes to editing, recording. That's what he did at his shoot job, which for those of you that aren't keen on professional wrestling, we use the term shoot to denote the word real. Oh, I just pulled back the curtain. No, oh, no. Oh, here many, we go. Uh, I'm going to get fall from the business now. <laughs> so Mark's shoot job was doing a lot of heavy editing and stuff. He wanted to get to the podcast game. Easily recruited Nick. Nick's like, hey. I'm in. Nick, Mark has said, I'm going to drive off a bridge. Nick, do you want to join me? Nick would have said yes. <laughs> probably. It took a as little bit. As long as there was a wrestling ring at the bottom of the bridge, I probably would have so, went with Somewhere yes. to, to take the bump. Exactly. <laughs> I said, I don't know. And he told me this premise. It's like we watch a wrestling and we pair a craft beer with it because Mark was starting to get into the craft beer, which I had always kind of been a fan of since college. I know we might want to talk about that later. So I'll mm-hmm. do that for that. But I it took a couple of weeks where Mark I, I didn't have a computer at the time. Again, I was just working off an iPad. I didn't really I was post college. I wasn't really using a computer or anything. And I wasn't in like a hurry to get another one. I kind of was because I needed the iPad was kind of dying finally. But Mark's like, we're trying to think of names for it for him and Nick. And when they come up with off the hop rope and I hear it and I'm just like, Oh, that that's a hook. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> and then literally a couple weeks later, we recorded our first three episodes. Yep. They always say the key to like podcast stuff. People like episodic things release three right at the same time. So people will listen to all three and be like, Oh, I need another one. They'll tune in the next week mm-hmm. right away. Um, and yeah, we did not miss a week for 168. Well, really, if you take away the first three episodes and you take away that from how many episodes, so 165 weeks straight without mm-hmm. missing an episode. So that's uh, that's a lot. Uh, I mean, as uh, this show, uh, I believe uh, this episode will be 84. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started uh, just before the pandemic, which uh, was great because I'm getting to talk to all these brewers and having fun. And then, hey, uh, you're staying home for the next 15 months. I'm, I'm doing what now? And works <laughs> like take home your work laptop on St. Patrick's Day because you might have to work from home. And oh, guess what? You're working from home for till further notice, which huh. is fun because saving money and not spending it on gas every day is awesome. That was great. I've become accustomed to working from home and I. Uh, right now, I will say this. This used to be my lap, my you know laptop setup for the podcast. It is now with my I have my computer, my laptop on my work laptop right at the moment, and I have two monitors that are enormous in front of me. It's not the desk it used to be, but uh, here we are again. So, yes. very much. But used. I mean, you guys are also you know independent uh, wrestlers on the independent scene now. Obviously, when when stuff shut down, how much did did you guys question like where are we going from here? 
because I know you guys kept the show going for a while. Obviously, yes. if everybody's locked down in their homes, you can record and you uh, you actually have the convenience of mailing beers uh, in America, where unfortunately, oh, that's not we, really an option. We, Canada, oh, so. we don't have an option either. Oh, it's, OK. It's very illegal to uh, mail beer. Quite <laughs> illegal. Very illegal. It's uh, what do you what are you sending? Soda, that new Mountain Dew. My friend, my friend in New York, Nick, he couldn't find the new Baja Punch. Could not find Mountain Dew anywhere. But no, not Mountain Dew. My Mountain Dew Baja Punch. I had to send it along to him. All the while, it's Razor Ramon Ghosts. <laughs> Which is, uh, I believe I put on our uh, um, documents maple, to get maple it across. syrup. Yes, Quebec, syrup. Uh, three cans of Quebec maple syrup. Mm. So. Three cans of yes. syrup, yes. And, and I even... Syrup. As as you know, Troy, how you received them wrapped in paper, wrapped in and rubber. Yeah, very safe. That's so. the key. That's that's how you're going to get in trouble, especially internationally. Is like, yeah. why is this thing leak? Why is this liquid leaking? <laughs> oh, ma- mailing liquor over <laughs> international waters. Like, well, yeah. yeah. No. Oh, border, not border. really water, thankfully. Border. But hey, we had one yeah. guy send us beer from the UK. So I mean, yes. well, gloves are off with yeah. this podcast. Yeah. We don't mess around. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, that's uh, that's where I'm kind of jealous as, as a Canadian. We have um, uh, antiquated old uh, draconian liquor laws where mm. uh, I know, for example, you guys are in uh, Mass and uh, New York. So you could get beers from, let's say, Vermont and California, where here in Canada, living in Quebec, I cannot get beers from the Maritimes or Ontario uh, or so Saskatchewan. So it's it sucks. Um Every every other Canadian I've spoken with on the show is yeah we're proponents of let's fix these so I can only hope yeah. uh, maybe uh, COVID will change some things that it did in Canada when it comes to some other things so I, I can only so. hope yeah I hope so otherwise sounds like it's going to be another three hour trip for you another six hour trip for you yeah yeah, yeah. heading well, to Thunder Bay Ontario just oh, to get a couple uh, of beers that's that's a little fr- <laughs> so uh, it's uh, about a fifteen hour drive around the Great Lakes. Yes. Uh, having, having driven from Montreal to Calgary, uh, across, uh, it was three days. Yeah. Three days. Yeah. So, but that was before I got into craft beer. So unfortunately I didn't know then, uh, Shame. my love of what craft beer would be. So you had mentioned, uh, Troy, uh, you were already getting into craft beer prior to the show. Do you remember like how you discovered it? Uh, who introduced you to it? What was like that first craft beer where you're like, this is it. This is where I'm getting into craft beer. So for me, I, when I was in college, I, you know, everyone was drinking shitty beer. And I was just like, I don't know why. I'm just like, to me, when I see, when I was, and you know, I was drinking age in America, it's 21. Like, you know, when you're 19, 20, I wasn't the type of kid that was like, you know, I didn't glorify the idea of drinking 23 beers and just sleeping till five o'clock at night the next day. I always thought it was garbage. I'm like, I always associated Ice House lifts with that type of people I'm like, i don't really want to be like that so i'm like hmm, sam adams seems like a classy beer you don't see anyone ever polishing off nine sam adams or anything and i liked it i'm like okay and that's when i understood like lager okay not that all, all these other things could be lagers in theory but like boston lager bold has flavor has a little bit of love in it the true one of the true ogs of craft beer the boston beer company um i want to try all the different sam adams that i could get my hand on um some of the fancier ones, in which case my favorite Sam Adams does not exist anymore, actually. It's called Cranberry Lambic. Ooh. Sam Adams had a Cranberry Lambic that we put out in mixed packs as well as six packs. It was popular enough, and I loved it. You could only find it, not even necessarily at the grocery store. You had to go to like the specialty beer store. So Burt's Better Beers in Manchester, New Hampshire <laughs> uh, was my first foray into like, this is a toy store. Like I've never heard of any of these beers before. 
And even in some of them I had, I'm like, you see Harpoon out of Boston, Mass had beers there, but they had like their fancier series stuff that I'd never seen before. And then that's when you start getting into the things like Wells Banana Bread and Revolution out of Chicago and all those guys that have been around forever. Sierra Nevada at the time was yeah. still like, you'd be able to find regular Sierra Nevada at like the New Hampshire grocery stores. But if you ever saw some Torpedo, like their double IPA, which was literally at the time so West Coast, it was like just drinking a glass of marijuana at the time. <laughs> it was like, this is great. And now my pal won't allow myself to have a Torpedo probably. But that's what it was, is like, I want to learn more and more. And like, not that I didn't enjoy a nice course light on football Sunday, but my Wednesday night, like while I'm doing some studying or writing a paper beer, Sam Adams or any of those guys. And then it evolved to that when I moved to New York, um, craft beer was starting to really become popular. Uh, Astoria, Queens, where I lived, had opened up a, their first brewery in Astoria, that area of Queens, since Prohibition. And that was starting to take over. And I never looked back. I started getting craft beer from all around the country. And then especially being in New England, you hear about the rumored, like just legendary beers of Vermont and stuff. The Alchemist, right in my own, I say backyard. It's like two, an hour and a half away, but Treehouse Brewing Company mm -hmm. in Massachusetts. All these great breweries that you don't realize like, oh my God. These are the best kept secrets and they're no longer a secret. Here we are. Uh, I bet, you know, my junior year of college was 2010 uh, and 11 and then 11 and 12, my senior year. And like, my God, the game has changed in the last decade. So that's where, that's where I became a fan and have grown my love of craft beer over the last decade. Now, uh, Nick, I know sometimes uh, listening to uh, off the hop rope, you do like to go back to the BMCs on occasion uh, Pabst and things like that. Uh, as since you have Pabst, even as, as a sponsor for, for the show or had as Pabst as a sponsor for the show. And Mark is obviously still with uh, former Kurt Hawkins of WWE still, I'm sure shilling uh, Pabst blue ribbon, uh, yeah. the coffee, I believe it was. Yep. Hard coffee. Yeah. Yes. Hard coffee. So that's, uh, that's really awesome. good. But um, do, do you remember your discovery of craft beer, Nick? So uh, it, it, it's a, it's a nice, it's a nice, uh, wholesome tale back in the summer of 2001, you would have found Nick sitting in the woods <laughs> with his friends, drinking forties of old English and <laughs> yes. Miller and Miller genuine draft fast forward Just ripping I don't know. clove cigarettes, smoke, <laughs> certainly smoking clove cigarettes. That's not they a don't lie. make cloves anymore. Right. Nah, <laughs> they're, they're, legal. they're very legal now. I like um, they're illegal. <laughs> I think they're illegal. Yeah. Uh, fast forward about 14 years. My former partner got me into uh, Founders All Day IPA. Yes. She was like, hey, this is beer. We drink beer. It's good. It's not shitty. It's not, you know, sorry. It's not bad like all the other stuff. It's good. One so of the original session beers. Right. Yeah. But we. But we turned it into multiple sessions and then it, you know, became, as Troy mentioned before, sleeping until five o'clock in the afternoon, mm -hmm. gave up on it. Felt like I was getting a little bloated. Fast forward to 2018. <laughs> Mark approaches me about doing a beer podcast. He says, hey, Nick, you drink crappy beer. You want to drink good beer once a week with me and Troy? And I said, you're goddamn right. I do. And off we went. Uh, our first episode was Blood of the Unicorn by what is it? Ironworks. No, um, Pipeworks. Pipeworks, that's it. Sorry. Pipeworks out of Chicago. Pipeworks out of Chicago. Our first episode, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Bret Hart, WrestleMania 13, Blood of the Unicorn, fell in love with it. Uh, again, I, I don't love all craft beer, but I've become quite a big fan of a sour. So if I'm ever feeling froggy on a Friday on payday, uh, you know, when, when I'm done, when I'm done doing all the degenerates taxes, 
I will go to Connolly Beverage in Hempstead, New York, and I will pick up whatever sour I see generally. You know, the, the, the most appealing sour I can find there. I haven't been drinking as much since the podcast has been on hiatus, but at least once a month, I'll spring for a sour or, you know, like maybe a double IPA. If I'm not, if I can't figure out what sour I'm looking for exactly, I'll jump for a double IPA. So yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Usually, usually I'll go for a stone born, born by, you know, like a drink by, cause those are always like the killer. All reliable, all reliable. The same <laughs> yeah. stone in general, but the yeah. enjoy by whatever date. Yeah. Those are always killers for me. So it's either a sour or a stone uh, that I'll go for now. Just, you know, I'll just go in and just be like, all right, this is, this is what I'm doing. All right, I, w- one quick segue real quick. Uh, right as the pandemic started, I had to sometimes pick up the beers for the boys and send them up. Yes. And the one, the one like Monday or Tuesday or something, I was, you know, again, nothing going on. Connolly beverage was, was open, but like very limited hours. And I went in and I, I sent a voice voice note to the chat. I said, guys, craft beer is actually pretty cool there's a lot of good stuff here and i think troy said i've never been more proud of you in my life <laughs> so that's where we're at right now <laughs> he was going out on his own getting bomb pop flavored sours Ooh, <laughs> baby Tis yeah. The season. yeah yeah no it's it's been quite the pandemic uh you know having sat at home not even really being able to travel because uh, in canada we, we were a lot more locked down than america was there was uh no like you know, we don't have the resources that America has. We can't do this. Uh, so it's like sat at home for the last since September uh, of 2020 until recently. So I got to visit family in Ontario and I brought home about six hundred dollars worth of beer. So, yeah, yeah, See, it's all just- depending on what type of beer you buy. Like, that's the thing. And I'm I'm not necessarily I wouldn't call myself like a purist in that sense, because I don't, all the rules can be broken for the most part, but if you have a nice fine double IPA, oh, yeah. I want to drink that within two weeks of me having it. So yeah. the idea of grant $600 worth of beer in this day and age could be 12 cans, depending on <laughs> that. But yeah. that's yeah. the thing. I know I can have a Pilsner in that fridge sit a little bit longer. I don't mind that. Like, you know, I'll drink stouts right into March and April and stuff, even early April, depending on how cool it's still snowing in new England in April sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing <laughs> is, is like once I start seeing stouts coming out and like, oh, I can buy that now. If I'm not like crazy about it or I really want to save it or something, I can drink one a month. That'll mm-hmm. sit and be just fine four months from now, six months from now. Real quick snapshot of where I've come with my craft beer love. I bought a six pack of Mad Elf in oh, yes. December oh. that I have resisted the urge to touch a single <laughs> bottle of because I'm waiting for probably the Wednesday before Thanksgiving to crack open my first bottle. So that's how far Nick has come over the last 20 something years. Are you familiar with Mad Elf from Trogues? Yes, I've, I've had Mad Elf uh, before because oh. it's one of the Trogues is like oh. main ones. So yes. uh, I was lucky enough to get it uh, here uh, actually starting the year of the podcast. So November 2019, I actually started cellaring uh yeah a- ageable absolutely. stouts and stuff do you guys do that at all or like in your travels when it comes to here's my kind of weekend job as an indie wrestler and oh i'm at this brewery and oh they have this stout oh it's ageable do you kind of oh, like yes. grab those when you guys are out there i, I try my best i mean the- i haven't had anything i finished off anything i had cellared uh this past november i moved uh like from having an- oh i had an old uh like liquor cabinet and i had some stuff cellaring under there and before I moved, it was like, it had been a year. Like I had a Southern tier uh, bourbon barrel aged pumpkin. Ah. So that had been a year. I let that sit for a year. I think I had an old grand crew mad elf that was sitting under there for a year. So 
I, I have cellared in the past, but uh, nothing at the moment. I'll, uh, if you guys are back on, I'm just going to let you know for next year. I don't know what kind of match you're going to do, but uh, there's this brewery in Canada called Flying Monkeys. Mm-hmm. Out of uh, Barrie, Ontario. Fantastic uh, brewers. Amazing. And they make uh, what's called the Chocolate Manifesto once a year. It's a triple chocolate stout. It tastes like you're drinking uh, beer that's made of chocolate milk. So uh, maybe I could send one along and maybe hop on an off the hop rope since I'm a wrestling fan. Uh, say. Speaking of when it comes to your wrestling, what made you guys decide, uh, Nick, to uh, achieve your your, C- your certified public accounting and bring that as you becoming a wrestler and Troy, uh, you being a drunk in the ring from the matches as I've seen on YouTube? Correct. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can go ahead, Nick. Go ahead. Oh, uh, yeah. Being a wrestling CPA was, I mean, honestly, you know, while I've been a wrestling fan my entire life, I did backyard wrestling when I was in my early, you know, late tweens, early teens. Uh, to me, the working man who wants to beat someone up on the weekends is the American and well, I mean, the global dream, really, but especially the American dream, because us Americans are, you know. Or what we are, you know, some of us just don't want to fight people on the weekends or some of us do, depending on what baseball team you're into, you know. Um, but yeah, to me, the CPA dream or the, the 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 construct of the CPA of the wrestling CPA is a very American dream. It's a very, you know, it, it's I mean, who can't relate to that? You work nine to five or well, accountants work more than nine to five, but you work, you know, this time to this time, Monday through yeah. Friday, sometimes Saturday. And he gets to get to punch someone in the nose on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, sometimes, you know, a Thursday. Uh, so Nick is taking Tuesday matinee bookings. If there's any in, in, in Saskatchewan <laughs> against jump, jumping against jumping Jim Miller, the 20 year vet, he's had 19 matches. Um, yeah, but I mean, ultimately, you know, when I started wrestling, I didn't really know what to do. I didn't know what I wanted to present myself as. And my friend Peter Sanzone, friend of our show and hopefully friend of the show, I'll tell him to listen. Um, he basically said, like, why don't you just wrestle as CPA? So he's like, you know, just come out with a button down shirt, whatever. Just do your thing. And I was like, well, I got to wear a pink shirt because, you know, the episode of The Simpsons where, uh, you know, uh, Homer's shirts went in with the red hat. And he had a pink shirt I was like, and I got to wear a clip on tie so I can get it pulled off during matches and we can work some sort of magic there. And, you know, it's been uh, dizzying highs and creamy middles. But, uh, you know, it's uh, we took a little break, but we're back and things have genuinely been a thousand times better than I could have pictured them being at this stage for where I was a year ago, six months ago, two months ago. Um, so, yeah, CPA, that's it. Uh, it's just the American dream in a very uh oafish kind of presentation well i mean seeing from the youtube you're obviously very uh, uh as they say over uh popular with the fans uh, as cpa uh so much as so as uh, sitting next to a little girl and her not high-fiving you and then actually high-fiving you during yours and troy's match mm. uh to uh to to gain that that pop from the crowd yeah. uh troy one uh the the top shelf gimmick where, where, where'd you come up with that so I'm a lifelong fan of wrestling in particular. When I was a kid, if you had a character, like a true gimmick, I liked it. And I still, here we are nearly 31 years old. I still love the guys who had a second job on the weekend. Guys like Henry Godwin, the hog farmer, Duke, the dumpster Drosy, the trash man, 
the goon was a hockey player <laughs> a wrestler wild bill Irwin. and now I he's a worthless him. drunk apparently <laughs> is he is bill Irwin rough, in rough shape these days i don't know he, he did a uh, podcast and he got yelled at for, for giving an answer someone didn't want to sure anyways i always thought especially as i got a little older i'm like how come there's never been a bartender wrestler <laughs> and i said like i wonder like i never knew like i don't know if i'm gonna make it to wrestlemania against john cena but i bet <laughs> i can be on a show with John Cena senior. Yes, probably in New England. It happens more often than not. But, um, I said, I bet that would be me. Uh, Troy Nelson's a portmanteau. It's a, uh, not a portmanteau, I suppose, but it's a combination of my brother's name, Troy, my father's name, Nelson and top shelf, top shelf, of course, even though I'm, I play a guy who just, you know, drinks behind the bar, basically falls ass backwards into victories. If he's winning and just gets his ass kicked usually for 80% of the match. And, it's worked. It's worked. I've had between that, I, I've also had a lot of opportunities to do commentary for some mm. bigger shows. And I spent three years as a referee for Shakara as well. Um, it's fun. I'm, I've, I've got all these curios I'm still cleaning up. I still have right here, right now. I've seen different. <laughs> Troy's been Troy's been waiting to bust this out on a podcast for three years. No, I just I have I have so much stuff I need to get rid of. I'm trying to sell, I'm not trying to sell these, but I have them in this pile here on my Shakara referee shirts. Nick, can I try to get you to buy this Hogan <laughs> finger? Um, hold, if you hold I'll on to that, to I, I may know somebody who would actually purchase that from you. So, oh, he is, Canada shipping and he, everything else. The <laughs> hugest, hugest Hogan mark. Uh, I'm pretty sure on the planet still. Uh, so. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I saw you got to watch uh, wrestle the uh, great legend Swoggle. Uh, I I had a little stretch where I got to wrestle everyone I wanted somehow. <laughs> I I wrestled Horn Swoggle. I wrestled Colt Cabana, uh, a guy who get, he became a good friend of mine. Super Cop Dick Justice. I know he's made his rounds up in Canada for Alpha One, Ethan mm-hmm. uh, Page's promotion, uh, as well as the guy who I consider still like my favorite match I've had is. Uh, Japanese legend. I'm not Ooh. afraid to use that term. Kikotaro. Yeah, Ebasan. Kikotaro. Um, I was so nervous about that one in particular because I was nervous about the language barrier. And <laughs> it was perfect. We figured it out. We we let it just happen. And it's one of my favorite matches. Mm. People say it's one of my better matches. So uh, I like to add that element of comedy. You know, I, I really enjoy doing it. Uh, it's fun. It's a fun break on certain points of the show. I feel like every show should have a little something like that. And I'm happy to be that show's little something. Yeah. As, as a, a wrestling fan overall, but also an indie fan, it's, it's watching, I got to say like watching you guys on YouTube and, and Mark and uh, such uh, prior to, to Mark's AEW run with uh, Jake, Jade Cargill. Uh, it it kind of, it makes me miss the independent shows uh, that we haven't been able to have in, in Canada in a long time. So uh, I got to say, you guys are like, getting me back into wanting to go catch indie shows. It's, Listen, it's I want to, I want to come. I have an invite. The thing that kills me, I have an invitation and I just haven't taken it up uh, to work with alpha one, a one in Canada, as well as uh, Kaizen, uh, Alderney landing that they're, they're where are they? Maritimes area. Maritimes. Oh yeah. Okay. They're starting to become pretty popular. It's funny. Cause if you want to start getting back into shows, I'll tell you this. I know Maritimes is a little bit, of a trip for you but what i'm saying is is those guys put on a hell of a show and the pandemic has not been kind to them i will say that they and even at the beginning of this year they thought they were going to be able to hit the ground running a little bit and they did not they're finally going to have a show i believe in july yeah um and i'm happy for a lot of those guys out there because a lot of hard workers over there Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, the Atlantics or, or the Maritimes are doing a lot better when it comes to uh, COVID, except for one of the provinces. Uh, they're doing a lot better, thankfully, than, than we did here in Quebec or, or Ontario. Uh, speaking of, like, their C4 base in Ottawa, so that would be another one that I'd probably have a chance to see you guys, unless you were he- up here in Montreal at IWS, where they didn't have it at a very small bar where I can't stand for four hours anymore, so... I did the interspecies wrestling tryout show in Connecticut back in, oh goodness, uh, 2014. (laughs) I think that match did make it to YouTube. I want, it's gotta still be up there somewhere probably. And, uh, I, I, I know one of the promoters personally, so it's, uh, it's hilarious to hear that, uh, you know, having them with a a wrestling killer Panda, uh, and, uh, super fun shows. Yeah. Listen, it doesn't matter what type of costumes you put him in. You put Mike Bailey out there against uh, Shinron, you're going to have a banger of a match. Listen, who, who is Mike Bailey? I'm a magician giving away secrets. Everyone knew it was him. He was the fox. Well, Kitsune. Uh, he was Kitsune, Mike Bailey. Yes. And it, he was awesome. He was next, awesome. Next, you're going to start telling us who all the ants were in Shikara. But oh, no. Sworn to secrecy. Dan Champion was Super Bomber Ant or whatever. <laughs> so, no, he, he was offered the position. So he didn't yeah. take it. Yes. Uh, speaking of you uh, refing in Shikara, did you ref the, the one show that they had here in Montreal when, when they came? Uh, I did not come over the border. 16? Okay. I did not. I, I, I came on board. Uh, let's see. It was, yeah, I just didn't make it to Canada that time. I was, uh, came on late 2014 through the beginning of 2017. Um, and I was a right. So I did, I did like North Carolina. I did Florida for WrestleMania weekend, which was really cool. That was my WrestleMania weekend experience was refereeing two shows. Troy's WrestleMania moment. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Refereeing for Shakara. Yes. He pointed to Bryce's head and he said, this is it. it." Yeah. I, I, I got to do a lot of traveling with them and I really enjoyed my time with them. I was always, and we got to wrestle for Shakara as off the hop. What a great night. What a great Uh, One of their last years around, we did a six man tag, a trios contest against the Proteus wheel. I don't know if you're familiar, familiar with big Calyx as a member of that. But we uh, did that at a brewery, Love City Brewery in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So it was just the perfect smatterings of all the things we like. I want to go back there. They had a great cherry beer there. They, oh, they had a very good selection. Of I still City think Brewing. about that almost every day. So Yards Brewing, we, when, when Nick and I beat the hell out of each other at Pro Wrestling Explosion in Philly. Oh, yeah. We had a Caribbean strap match. Before the show, <laughs> we walk over to Yards Brewing and get a beer over there. Unfortunately, the pic- the picture evidence of me being there, I just bought a new tanner that I hadn't really tested it out, and I looked like Savio Vega. Oh, um, you, you look like Hogan in 98 when he was yeah, running for was, president. It was a little much. I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. Oh, as, as a fellow, as a fellow uh, pasty person and seeing your <laughs> tag match in, I believe it was Maine, at what looked like a festival of some sort. Limitless, yeah. The La Kermise Festival? Yes, it's me it. and Nick versus... Uh, M-A-D. What was it? There's a, yeah. a masked guy and a guy who uh, honestly, to me, looked like a creative wrestler type fellow. But... Yeah, Perry Von Vicious. <laughs> that's what we say about him here in, in North America, too. That's what we say. And uh, Rip Bi- Iron Rip Bison. That, uh, Iron, he was formerly Tomahawk. He's Iron Rip Bison now. Yeah. You can definitely see him at Kaizen once the borders are like really kind of back to being open. It's, it's coming. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to getting back to the U.S. and interviewing breweries there as well. Uh, personally, living two hours away from Vermont, uh, and the main part of Burlington. Uh, yeah, I'm going to keep myself. Or we're going to keep the show busy. You spend yes. a week. Oh, you having, spend a week out there. If you can. Uh, so, so, I mean, we might as well skip to this question. Uh, speaking of, of spending time on beercations, let's say you guys, each of you individually could 
go on a beercation. I love adding the caveat where, yes, I have a job. I have a life. I have a, a wife or kid to go back to um, kind of the one week thing. And then uh, that's for the short beercation. And then the long beercation is I won the Powerball. I can wrestle or just go beer, drink beer anywhere in the world. What are those two like beercations you guys, guys would love to go on? For me, it is Vermont. Um, I've had a lot of Vermont beer, but I have not done the brewery trips myself. I keep saying I'm going to make it out there eventually just for a little weekend. You can always do a bunch of them. Uh, Alchemist, Lawson, Zero Gravity, Foam Brewers. There's so many. And like, you can't do them all in a day. You can't do them all in a weekend. And, you know, you can't drink all the beers at even one brewery in a day. You have to commit yourself to that brewery. But there's so many that I'd like to do in their own, you know, becomes food trucks Mm -hmm. and really good kitchens. So I would say the beer vacation is Vermont. Uh, Close second is Maine, but I get to go to Maine often enough where uh, Bissell Brothers, I'll be going up. We have our boys trip to Maine coming up in a couple weeks and I leave early. I'm going to get to use getting useless in Eustace, baby. (laughs) Eustace is about three and a half to three hours away from the Canadian border. If I'm correct. Um, but uh, we'll go. To, I'll go to Bissell Brothers. They just added a kitchen of their own. They always rented out half a spot to a like, you know, window where like they used to have good burgers and chick- like good chicken shack there. They had like an okay Mexican place for a little bit, but now Bissell Brothers has their own actual kitchen there, and it looks excellent. So I'm gonna have lunch there, grab my beers before I head up to the lake and get useless and useless. So Vermont first, Maine second okay uh, if you ever are in vermont uh shoot me a quick line uh i may not be able to make it to meet you but if you want to <laughs> you condense... will immediately quit your job and <laughs> yeah. dr- drive like a maniac to I, meet I know this might sound insane but i actually enjoy my job uh so uh no uh but i could send you a condensed list of like how to literally walk around maybe it's like a total of four hours of walking during the day but you could hit eight breweries that's the problem, though. I'm a guy who, once I sit down, I want to spend yeah. two hours in the brewery. It's tough. Yeah. That's the problem. You you did mention zero gravity, and the best part about zero gravity is right across the street, there's Queen City Brewing in Vermont. Literally okay. right across, I think it's like Main Street or US 7 or whatever it is. So it's like, oh, I could drink here. Oh, I could drink here. Oh, there's a pizza place right next to it. Zero gravity for what it's worth here in the States is more bang for your buck. You can get a four pack of their Conehead traditional Amer- like American IPA for 12, 13 bucks. Yeah. You can get their Green State Lager, $11 for a four pack. There's not a lot of places still yeah. doing that left, yeah. but like that, their double still a $14 four pack, mm-hmm. but it's not like they're skimping on ingredients. Yeah. They're pale ale. I've seen for 10 to $12 for a four pack, Little Wolf. They have do you, a great job. Have you had their Oktoberfest? Um, no. Oh, fantastic beer. I have, isn't it crazy that I have not had their Oktoberfest? <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Right here in the town I live in right now, Amesbury, I went a little buck wild. They have, uh, it's called um, Marzen Retrograde, which we did on our podcast uh, last October. Um, I stock up on that. And then October is my favorite time for beers anyways. So not that I can't have multiple Oktoberfests, but I only have so much of that at the same time that I have, you know, crazy candy stouts as well as other like dark beers and everything else that's coming into the mix for October. But zero gravity 
is going to be, I'll be looking for their Oktoberfest this year. Nick, yourself? Uh, my 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 beercation for the weekend. Troy knows the answer. It's New Market, New Hampshire. I'm going to deciduous. <laughs> what? He just wants to go to one brewery, deciduous. That's literally, <laughs> that's literally the brewery I want to go to. I've been meaning to go up there. I've made so many like like half half-assed attempts to go up there just just drop in and pick up anything every time i go up there time constraints travel constraints whatever it never works out but one of these days i'm gonna go up there now that things are opening up again i'm gonna go up there i'm gonna sit there i'm gonna enjoy whatever they have to offer me because uh they're just everything i've had from there has been great so far um also i was in minnesota for the first time recently and they have a million breweries there and i need to go to all of them so that would be like my powerball destination nice i like i only had one or two of them but they were really good uh i forgot the names were because i was drinking and (laughs) memory cte uh but Uh, yeah i i guess my powerball would be minnesota just because again they have like in such a small cluster in like the saint paul area they have like there's like 10 whatever I'm, i'm probably overestimating but there's a bunch of breweries there i've heard they're all great some of them have sours so i'm in it but yeah my weekend is deciduous in Newmarket, New Hampshire. <laughs> I definitely suggest you guys make it up to Montreal. We're uh, we're becoming flush. We actually had three breweries open during the pandemic. So Hell yeah. I hope they're uh, doing well. Uh, two of them very much are. One of them is contract right now. Uh, okay. So uh, they're talking about making their own place. Uh, and uh, hey, well, as long as they're contract and they're just making yeah. straight money, then yeah. good. They're not mm-hmm. paying as many uh, bills. But, and two, yeah. two of them decided the letter M was good because there's melon and then there's mutant or mutsoid. So, yeah, <laughs> which is great. Hopeful future interviews for all beer inside. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you guys ever think of maybe doing, uh, you know, uh, let's say head out to, to Europe and, and work the nights uh, or, well, Soraya, you know, pages, families, let's say yes. bed out there and then hitting breweries in Europe and stuff. Would that kind of be like a small little dream for off the hop rope? Of course, I think about things like that. They haven't happened yet, but I think about things like that all the time. I actually recently, the very big sidetrack here, I recently was put in contact with someone who participates in the death tour up in, uh, what is that, like Manitoba or whatever? Yeah, it's... um. Upper, that still happens it still happens upper and i was I, I was recently referred to the per one of the people not the main guy but one of the people who kind of participates in that i don't think there's i doubt there's any breweries up there because there's not even roads up there but big sidetrack anyway sorry yeah no it's it's um it's very desolate uh so yeah. be careful uh that's all i can yeah. suggest uh if you i'm not saying i'm definitely gonna do it but yeah. it's 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 a I don't yeah. know if I have like three weeks to kill from from the the wrestlers that I know who have made it out of there. It's it's you know, it's a make or break type of thing. It's either mm-hmm. you're going to wrestle for the rest of your life or be like, forget it. I don't want to die on an icy surface in the middle of Manitoba. If I haven't done it by now, I guess I'm stuck here. So <laughs> Nick, now, are you wrestling in Alaska? Are you allowed to? Sure. am. Are you wrestling in Alaska? Come on. Yeah. That's really cool. Very excited for that. <laughs> That's really cool. Nick versus a polar bear. Uh, we're going August. we're going for a moose first because it's gonna be in August, so let's not go for polar bears. Let's go for moose. I still haven't seen a moose, so let's let's get the let's get the bucket list down. Go for the legs, they're very skinny legs. So yes, yes. Um you go for Come the head, guys. you're you're done. That's that's <laughs> all I'm gonna tell you. So I, I haven't personally seen a friend of uh, I know a, a friend of mine has has repeatedly said he's pretty sure he could take out a moose, and I repeatedly say you're gonna die. I don't want to uh, find so... out. <laughs> I wouldn't want to find out. <laughs> it's uh that's a lot of power in, in those horns. So uh, yeah. I'd say no. Uh, and, you know, it is our uh, one of our national animals here in Canada, yeah. besides the beaver. 
and uh, the deadly flying uh, snake uh, known as a Canadian goose. So. Ooh. Yeah, yep, they're, yep. they're they're vicious. Uh, having having started playing disc golf and almost being attacked by multiple, not fun. <laughs> so <laughs> these Canadian gooses. Yeah, I'm telling you, gooses. is Letter Kenny as popular in Canada as it is here in America? It's yeah, yeah I love it's it. up there. Uh, and love- and we were already watching Shit's Creek before it won all the Emmys and stuff. Uh, we also Canada, like so. Shit's Creek. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Uh, now I know you guys have uh, a bunch of, of indie wrestlers on your shows all the time. You've had Brian Malonis, uh, Max Mashmaster. I'm failing on other names right now, but when you guys bring them into the show, what kind of makes you just like get them into craft beer? Obviously, I'm pretty sure. Like I've seen Malonis is drinking with the Beer City Bruiser. They don't yes. look like the craft beer type. What kind of? How'd you guys attempt to shift them into craft beer? Max Smashmaster's always had a uh, taste for craft beer, actually. It doesn't take a lot of convincing. Um, people like, oh, say, Brian Malonis, he's going to always usually just drink a Coors Light. We always kind of cater to him a little bit when he's around. But Danny Doring was on our podcast, ECW wrestler Danny Doring, and he drank a local craft beer from the New Jersey area. Nick, who else is we, have we converted a little bit to craft beer? Who else? Hornswoggle had a craft beer with us. I mean, Hornswoggle's a drinker. Um, (laughs) I remember I wasn't there, but Mark did a bonus episode with VSK and MJF, and MJF was actually getting buzzed during the episode. I don't think he was drinking like ciders. He's he's, he's a gluten guy, so he can only drink certain stuff. But uh, yeah, he was starting to get a little buzzed towards the end of the show. Yeah, he probably had a cider and a half MJF. Like, I don't know. Like Chris Statlander doesn't drink. She was on the show. She drank, she drank yeah, apple Chris, juice. Chris Statlander got some uh, honest aid kids juice boxes. Apple juice. <laughs> um, I, I know, know you guys had a uh, was it was it a craft soda? I know you had somebody drinking root beer, but was it craft root beer? Or no, was it... We had cream soda with Mike Quack. Cream soda. Right, right, That's right. Yeah. A yeah. treat brand, which is like a staple of that area of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just signed a deal with. Um, I just saw it. Dan Champion posted it today. Uh, a treat soda that they uh, Mike and Ike's. They have like Ooh. cherry Mike and Ike a treat and Ooh. strawberry Mike and Ike a treat. I might try that. I don't In, drink uh, soda, but I might try that. Yeah. You familiar uh, with Mike and Ike's? You got uh, Mike and Ike's up there? The, the candy, yes. yes. Yeah, very much so. Um, I'm not sure if uh, the breweries in your areas are doing it. I know some are here. Uh, they're starting to produce craft sodas. Alcoholic craft sodas? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Like... Regular, like, so uh, interview, uh, former interview Ian from Whippersnapper uh, started producing a root beer. And he literally said it so him and like somebody could come in with their son and oh I'm drinking a beer with daddy and right. the kids drinking a root beer and the dad's drinking beer. Are there any like local craft breweries you know of producing craft soda? Craft soda near me, no. However, a lot of places are trying to capitalize on seltzer at the moment. Yes, like hard seltzer. Um, although I love the more wholesome version of making root beer in Canada. People are trying to just scrounge up money here in the States. So it's like all these brewers that are being at like head brewers that if they don't own the brewery are being asked by their owners and stockholders, like, why don't you make a nice pineapple hard seltzer? And these brewers <laughs> want to kill themselves. Yes. My buddy Jay Barnum had the, my buddy Jay Barnum is the owner of the tap brewing company where I did a little bit of cellar work and I managed the bar and bartended there, whatever. And John, the owner, John Vahamian like, I noticed people are drinking those uh, seltzers. <laughs> Jay, why don't we make one of those? And Jay's like, I won't. <laughs> like, I will not. Jay's like, do you not know how? He's like, I know how. Yeah. I won't be doing that. <laughs> he, you don't need any extra things. You got all the material to make it. And he's just like, nope. 
we are a brewery for beer. And that's, that's how some people are. And I don't, I think that people shouldn't be, have to compromise what they believe in and what they want to do. However, places like Night Shift out of Boston, Everett Mass. Yeah, they have a whole series, the Hoots, Hoot Seltzer. It's getting popular, you know, that's mm-hmm. just what it is. No, it's, it's the same thing here in uh, where I live. It's uh, called Masorum Bractorium, which is Reaper Brewing uh, in, from Latin to English. Uh, they won... I think it's 2019 Canadian new brewery of the year. And they, uh, right away, smoothie seltzers. Smoothies. So, oh, so I'm just yeah. smoothie beer, smoothie seltzers. So you know? they, they went right. Uh, and they're, they're selling out. So obviously they know their crowd. Uh, like you right. said, adapting. And, uh, you mentioned you've worked at a brewery now, uh, together or, or as a hop rope, hop rope on it as a whole. Could you guys see yourselves collabing when it comes to a beer with a brewery? We would have loved to, whether it be, the tap in Haverhill where I have good roots, our dear friend, uh, Jeremy Leary at two weeks notice. He is an apprentice brewer, true apprentice brewer. And it's to the point now where he is making his own recipes, doing it on himself. He is almost no longer an apprentice. He's been at it for a couple of years now. Mm -hmm. And we always said like, it'd be fun if we, you know, paired up with them and did something. Um, Those are the two places we could think of off the, top of our heads nick any other breweries that you could think of that would want to pair up with uh, our schmucky faces <laughs> i mean i'm sure i've drank enough michelob ultra at this point that maybe we could you know i could call in a favor i don't know i mean honestly like if we did one with two weeks that would be sweet i, I would right. absolutely love that more like a nick ultra am i right yeah nick ultra <laughs> hey. You know, uh, kind of like, you know, you guys are obviously have your each type of styles when it comes to wrestling. What kind of style do you feel it would be for you guys to collaborate and brew with? So, it's, it's, and I think that especially just because it's not necessarily because it's Mark's favorite, but like we do a lot of the hazy New England style IPAs. Two of the members of this podcast are from New England. And then there's Nick. Uh, but <laughs> I think the most like excited, like people like Mark and Nick to a degree, other than sour and stuff, but like when you have a nice hazy, juicy IPA, that's good. That's really good. Um, nothing's better when you have something like that. But um, I would say that for our podcast week, at least, well, it may not be my favorite style. I love them. Maybe not my favorite. I feel like an off the hop rope podcast beer would have to be a new England style IPA. Yeah. Just basic general principle. Yeah, very cool. I was also super jealous that you guys got to try the Warheads out of artisanal uh, ale uh, from Saratoga Springs. I will tell you this: like some of them were good, but now they're old news. Now they're sitting on the shelves. It was like a while where you couldn't even find it. Like it would sell out in twenty minutes at the like you know at distribution. Mm -hmm. And I, me and Nick still argue. I still think that. What did I say? Watermelon is the best or green apple? You like green apple. Green and apple tastes green like apple. if you're literally drinking Irish spring soap. Green apple tasted <laughs> like a green apple warhead. It was so good. I thought it was excellent. And I was originally thinking I'm probably not going to like that. I thought it was excellent. That and watermelon were my favorites. Blue raspberry is kind of a cop out. Tasted like raspberry with that sour powder. Mm. The cherry just tastes like any old cherry sour. And I like the cherry. Lemon sours I avoid just because Lemons they do nothing for me. It's just it's watermelon are already sour enough. It's like I'll, I'll just drink lemon juice and not have the calories. I think I still have a lemon warhead sour still down in my fridge downstairs. I think. 
I'll take it. <laughs> Send her over. Next well, time you come up this way. Uh, I have hope that the border will reopen in uh, sometime in September, October. Uh, so I can personally make it down to Saratoga Springs myself. I think we're almost a bit the same distance. I'm a three hour drive from Saratoga Springs. So mm-hmm. it's uh, I'm hoping to get down to visit them and other breweries in Saratoga. They also have an amazing concert venue where if you guys could actually somehow book a show there uh, as, as either limitless or IW, it's called the SPAC. I don't know if you guys are aware of it. It's uh, it's a semi like it's open on the sides, giant amphitheater with a rooftop. Uh, How many does it sit? Oh, a couple of thousand. Yeah, we could probably fill the house oh. right next to me. You get all the Montreal indie fans travel who are allowed to travel down to America yeah. and everybody in the kind of northeast part of uh, the USA. So we could have a variety show with PCP, Crazy F and Manny and the Green Phantom and Shane Hawk. We could just have a. <laughs> We draw three thousand people, Nick. Hawk. I love Shane Hawk. I think Shane Hawk retired from wrestling. He's a he. He teaches. Oh, ISW a teacher, has a school, yes. and he yeah. teaches. He's like the head trainer there. Yeah, and he's also he's like a good their, trainer. Their face. Yeah. No, having uh, watched um, all the guys you mentioned since pretty much the inception of IWS uh, back in the day, uh, in a crappy little basement bar where it was, uh, it was four kind of pillars that held up the building that they used and tied literal rope around as a ring. Uh, those guys have, have come a far away, you know, having the young bucks in one of their shows before it closed, uh, having Ray Mysterio at one of our bigger concert venues here in Montreal. It's uh, they've come a long way. So uh, if you guys could, as, as friends, as a show, as, as a business venture, could you see yourselves opening a brewery with uh, like a, a performance area inside it with a wrestling ring, a concert venue stuff like that? Wouldn't that be incredible? There's a little abandoned uh, store. I say store. Like it was called Building 19. And it was basically if like a store would go out of business, any type of store, or a store would like to get everything damaged in like a hurricane. Whatever remaining product was left that wasn't damaged, they would just buy it up. And it was just this enormous, monstrous, huge store. You could go in and be like, oh, look, Jones Soda is on sale for, you know, like three fifty for a four pack because someone was murdered in the store that it was yes. coming from, and prison jumpsuits on sale for I don't know why that was a real thing once. Building that was the best. It is nothing there now. It's literally just empty space. They should turn that into something. I could imagine there being a huge brewery there with a venue to have you know mediocre bands from the nineties play like Green Any Jelly, Sonic. like yeah. Vitamin C. To like just go play Soul and Asylum course, and of course pro wrestling. Yes, yes. Well, I, I'm not sure if you guys are aware. Here in uh, Montreal, we have a uh, professional wrestling cover band called the WrestleManiacs. Why so, does that sound familiar? Uh, they uh, they perform wrestling tunes. Hmm. Uh, they actually cut a promo on me once because I was wearing an NWO shirt, and they huh. pointed at me and they're like, "Hey, listen to me, you jobber." I'm like, "Oh my god, that's somebody's got a promo a on me." <laughs> I am a jobber. And I'm like, "Oh, I am a jobber." <laughs> Yeah. And I'm like, maybe I could tell him to give me a stunner, but he's dressed like Macho Man, so maybe not. So. Off brand. Yeah, no, all these guys dress up as uh, it's Macho Man Hogan, Bret Hart, uh, Stone Cold, and I can't remember the other one, but they're a five man band called WrestleManiacs. Uh, I'm sure once the world opens, they'd love to perform at any uh, indie mm. shows you guys know. So, WrestleMania. Yeah, it's fun times. Cool. Uh, so. With you guys being on hiatus, do you, uh, when it comes back, like what's kind of next for, for off the hop rope, do you believe, uh, when the return happens? Well, I mean, 
I want to kind of pick up where we left off. We kind of switched into like a season format. I wasn't in love with it. And I feel like the last episode that we did, we had a bonus episode uh, that's Demolition and the Heart Foundation. But our last episode episode is Canyon versus Saturn from the Great American Bash 98. I want to get back to more of those banger matches that you don't think about that maybe don't have enough attention on and dedicate, you know, but get back to dedicating full episodes to those 13 minute matches that have kind of flown under the radar over the years. Those are my favorite episodes. I always feel like those are our best episodes. So I'm hoping that when we get back at it, not only will maybe with Mark's connections, maybe it could be on a grander stage. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But um, I'm hoping we can get back to that. But um, yeah, that's what I could see it as. More more Mortis matches, basically, if you're a WCW fan from 98. More Alex Wright matches. More Papa Shango matches. Yes, that's So that's- I, I actually really liked the season idea, but I think that we could do mini seasons and then we could also kind of, you know, stuff four matches that Troy is currently referring to into a season. Four, five, six, whatever. And we, you know, stuff like that was on the table. And I think whenever... Whenever we do resume our activities, uh, we will certainly work towards that um, because obviously we can't always be. All right, here's eight episodes on you know Stone Cold Steve Austin. Here's eight episodes on Ultimate Warrior. You know, like we do have to have oddity seasons. Um, so we're gonna do that. Well, I mean, pres- ideally we will do that eventually when things get back on course. Um, but yeah, I, I I personally liked the season idea, and I saw a lot more. Uh, engagement, social media engagement. I saw a lot more people responding to our episodes when we were doing that. And again, like we had the Patreon going and that was fun too, because we were doing videos, we were doing, you know, these, these weird offshoot posts on there. So yeah, that was, I think once we transitioned into a more uh, concentrated format, things were a lot more fun for me personally, but again, you know, and I was the one pretty much posting everything on social media every week and making sure everything went out on time and making making sure everything was spelled correctly and everything, you know, all the weird, weird pictures of giant Gonzalez were out there just so people <laughs> knew what was going on. Uh, so yeah, for me, that was more enjoyable as a format. Um, but you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm open to anything. We also kind of entertain, you know, maybe we'll do four just random episodes again, Alex Wright against the gambler from WCW Saturday night, maybe this, that, and the other thing. I don't hate those. I love those. Uh, so, you know, I think we could do a few soft weeks and then go back into a season, but you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but in the meantime, I'm very happy that Mark is doing his thing. You know, obviously I'm trying to do my thing, trying to do his thing. So we're, you know, we're just, we're just vibing right now. We're vibing. Uh, but I'm happy that, I'm happy everyone is doing well right now. And, you know, as long as we can all come back together, we have an idea of where we want to go with it. I am okay with, I was very resistant. I was like, Troy, you and I have to do it. We have to keep going. Let's keep going. And they all like, I, I'm still not against it, but initially I was like, no, we can't stop. We've been every the, the week. The thing that I think is tough about it is that like, you know, we had this lull where we weren't taking bookings. You know, I, I was the most sporadic out of them all. But Nick, well, I wasn't not week. taking bookings. I was just well, respecting exactly. government mandates. Correct. Really. But what I was saying is like, you know, <laughs> the best stories we have is like when we kick off our pods, like, well, what did you do this weekend? Nick had has gone to three different states, has funny stories, saw something crazy that happened at the indie show. Yeah. That 
you know, at the same time, like, you know, I had a couple things that were going to be going on next, like last spring that got, you know, canceled. And then that was kind of like one of the best parts. So I think the part that, like I said, like what kind of stinks about it now is Nick is now back to traveling to Minnesota and Virginia and all these places. And Nick gets into the most fun trouble. He is out there. <laughs> sure he do. always has a good story to tell. And I think Troy, that's what- let me tell you, I have an, I have a, a, a word file on my phone. <laughs> a backlog now, I bet. Things. Yes. I have a backlog. So when we come back, the episode is going to be 16 hours long. Like, it's just going to be <laughs> what my... did you do last year? <laughs> what time? have you done? Yeah, the last legit, 15 I have so much to talk about. That's and that's and that really kills me because that's the first time you've told me that. But like the stuff that you see, especially in these crazy little towns doing indie wrestling and stuff like I was just in Maine this past weekend. When By the time you listen to this, probably like a couple weeks back, but just traveling up to Maine, the people you see, and yep. you just see a lot of fun stuff. And yeah, that's something I miss talking about that. And like, I think people really looked forward to that stuff the most. Some, some of our, some of our highest listened to episodes were when Nick got into some, something weird. We don't swear <laughs> on this podcast, so we certainly can't tell the story of, we uh, absolutely cannot yeah, tell any of the stories but, on the podcast, but on this podcast, at least there, no, <laughs> there is, uh, uh, are all the episodes available through Apple iTunes, yes. iTunes, Spotify, so. um, Podbean. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll get to the heart of the matter. If you want, if you want the probably the most scandalous one, it's the uh, Lawrence, Bam Bam Bigelow. Lawrence Bam Bigelow. Second place would be 2019, right? Yeah, second place would be the um, what is it? The cacti cacti city brewing episode where the stiff mic episode, the, the stiff mic incident, and then the balls Mahoney episode is always the one I refer people to when they say. What's what's the episode I can I can sink my teeth into? Justin Summers, friend of this show and our show, he he literally cornered me at AIW <laughs> during intermission, and he said, "Hey, sell me on your podcast." I said, "Listen to the Balls Mahoney episode." And <laughs> just listening to people tell stories about Balls Mahoney is yeah the best. Good cameos, good stories, crazy stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I I do miss that though. That's another thing. Again, like now the shows are happening, and I do like. Every week, I'm like, something weird's happening. I run into someone. I have some weird interaction with someone. I'm like, man, this Monday, this Tuesday, I could I could tell the guys about those. Yes. I can't now. But so, yeah, I, I do have I do have a very uh, a very loose uh, kind of word file on my phone right now filled with all these things that eventually I'm going to have to tell on the podcast. <laughs> Because unfortunately, I can't record some of these things. So there we go. <laughs> uh, perfect. Yeah, no, I mean, as a listener, uh, you know, uh, as you mentioned, uh, for those in the mail truck, for me, it's uh, for those sitting in front of my work laptop uh, in, in my house, in my upstairs office. It's like, OK, uh, let's listen to what these guys say. And just your camaraderie between all three. You can tell, like, you guys are brothers in a sense. We're so friends. Oh, it's, yes. uh, it's quite amazing that uh, you've obviously shared road stories together. You've shared beer stories together you've shared life stories together so uh you can tell it's it's you guys have love for each other which is fantastic it was the the the, the episode the week after we did we all did chikara together we had it's it's a good thing and a bad thing that we had bryce remsberg on the show we had bryce on the show and he was great he was a great addition but for me just like the sense of because i like 2019 was not a great year for me especially the early half of it um, but that Chikara show, like right smack dab in the middle of the year, 
was such a nice relief for me that I just wanted to like be really like ha- have this like big bromance on the show about it because I was like guys like this is like probably the best day I've had this year <laughs> like the best weekend but the best day just you like always feel better when you have a good match too that helps we had a good match we can't we did yeah you know that's I'm not tooting my own horn. Everything, all, all, you know, like it came up Millhouse that day for yeah. me and for all of us. <laughs> um, but yeah, I again, I to to beat the dead horse. Uh, yeah, I just I I do miss that. But obviously, we'll be back eventually, and we'll probably, you know, Mark and I will drink, you know, again, like Troy was saying, like you know, marijuana in a glass, and I'll tell <laughs> all my stories. Maybe you just a torpedo you gotta, from Sierra Nevada. You gotta yeah. talk to Mark about bringing down to Jacksonville. That's that's about all so yeah we'll see we'll see. <laughs> yeah, have mark call up tony and uh that'll be it exactly be it. uh do you see yourself uh naming a beer for your johnny cage uh splits nut punch uh, troy the old uh the, so it's uh, two names it's johnny cage's revenge or the split that don't miss a la uh that'd be johnny mark marrow slash johnny b bad's <laughs> punch which was the kiss that don't miss yeah so it's the split that don't miss or johnny cage's revenge both have been used there. <laughs> you know, I, I, I like getting to work the scrambles just because I can't get disqualified for it. <laughs> really, really easy to plug that in somewhere. And uh, <laughs> that's, it's, it's, it's well received wherever it goes. So. Oh, that's awesome guys. Uh, I have another question. This talk has been fantastic. I really appreciate you guys taking time into your schedules today to speak with us. Uh, if you have anything to promote or uh, anything like that, please uh, let my viewers know. Nick, I'll, I'll let Nick go first. I'm sure Nick has bookings up the wazoo right now. What do you got coming up, Nick? I actually don't. July's pretty light for me, but uh, you could find me on Twitter and uh, Instagram at CPA Wrestles. Uh, actually, I, it just hit me now. I have a Facebook fan page, but it's literally just called CPA. And there's probably 4,000 other Facebook pages <laughs> called CPA. 4,000 other wrestling accountants. 4,000 other wrestling accounts. But it's this is the no, real accountants. one. Yeah. This, is accountants. The, this is the genuine wrestling CPA. There was actually a wrestling accountant character in the UK, I think, a few years ago. I remember I was at work. And I opened it and I was like, well, my wrestling crew is done. Yeah. I haven't heard from him since. But um, coming up, I don't know. I August is actually pretty packed for me. July is kind of whatever right now. Um, but again, as I always say on the podcast, if you follow me or as I said on the podcast back in the day, uh, if you follow me on Twitter, I promote pretty much everything I have going on. Uh, so just follow me there at CPA wrestles. I don't even if you don't want to follow me, if you just want to just want to like, you know, get notifications to your phone but not follow me that's cool too you want to be one of those weirdos i've had a lot of those weirdos don't get me wrong uh yeah that's it i can't think off the top of my head of what i have coming up in july a lot of stuff in august uh but troy hold, hold on let, let, let me let me let me turn it back a little bit hey troy yeah uh you're replacing that pool cover or what bud oh boy <laughs> on the weekends that i wasn't wrestling it was like troy what 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 uh bar mitzvah are you going to what appliance are you going to be replacing in your yeah, house what what new toaster are you getting uh <laughs> which of your parents are you bringing to the dentist that's yes, right find me on twitter at top shelf troy uh the beer centric instagram that i have annoyed troy off the hop rope and of course even though we are not as active on there anymore you can find us uh our podcast off the hop rope on twitter uh at off the hop rope where can you find me? Uh, uh, coming up, IWTV.com. Limitless Wrestling has a show coming up in two weeks. I believe the 9th, next Thursday, maybe? 
Or sorry, wait, what's the, when's this airing? The 9th? July 9th. It's a Friday. That's a Thursday, a Friday. That's airing tonight or yesterday. Uh, mm. The most recent Limitless Wrestling show. I do commentary on that. You can find me commentating and wrestling for Limitless Wrestling coming up in later summer and the fall. Find me at Blitzkrieg Pro. I'm going to be at Blitzkrieg Pro uh, quite a bit late summer into the fall what? as well out of Connecticut. Yes. Oh, yes, Nick. It is because the fans have been jonesing for me versus King Crab one-on-one <laughs> in the most perfect second match on a card of all time. The second match of the evening. It's not curtain jerking. Troy Nelson versus King Crab. My favorite, my favorite Troy quote ever was, "I want to, I want to have a match of Bobby Orlando, and he's going to beat me with a dragon sleeper in six minutes." Six minutes. Yeah, he doesn't do a dragon it's sleeper. Be the second match on the card. It's going to always be the match on the card. There's always time to learn that dragon sleeper. Uh, I got to ask Nick though, as CPA, uh, when are you wrestling IRS? <laughs> Uh, so you know what's you know what's messed up about that? Uh, in 2015, I had a match with EC3, and then like a week or two later, I went to the big event in Queens. That's like a big convention signing thing, and I ran into EC3. He was signing there, and he said hi to me, which I wasn't expecting because I, you know, whatever. So like these names, they just wrestle some schlub like me, and they're like, all right, see you never. Uh, he like said hi to me. He's like, yo, IRS is like down the hall from me. Do you have your gear on you? And I was like, well, no, because I. There's no wrestling happening here and I'm not signing. So I like we missed that nice little photo op there because I, I was like, I'm not going to take a picture of him with my Slipknot T-shirt or whatever I was wearing. <laughs> I was going to say, did you, what did you do? Drive Jerry Sags there or something? Why were you at the <laughs> no, big event? I, I think I just went there to like flyer for a PWS show or uh, something weird like right. that. But yeah, uh, I was like, dude, I can't. It's it's not like it's not perfect enough for me to show up here and then be like, oh, hey, I'm here wearing like a seven Mary three tank top. I'm going to take a picture with the IRS, you know, so. It was a, it was a missed photo op. One of these days going to be actually, okay. There there was talks of me doing a seg with IRS at like Outlaw Wrestling like three years ago, which unfortunately never came to fruition. One of these days, someone's going to make it work, and it's going to happen. I don't think he can physically wrestle anymore, oh, but yeah. someone's going to make it work. Well, uh-huh. Mike Rotundo is not bumping no more. No, no. Ted believe- DiBiase's been saving that bump that he did a couple of weeks ago on NXT <laughs> for twenty years. That Lloyd, that Lloyd to London must have finally ran up, and he's going to start bumping for his money <laughs> at Mike Rotunda. If you want to, if you want to have a match, if you want to, if you want to strap him up one more time, I will take all the bumps. Trust yes. me. Maybe, uh, maybe I, I believe uh, Bo is currently unemployed, so maybe there Bo can uh, dress up as his dad and IRS uh, Junior. Yeah, exactly. So, and you could be the battle of uh, the IRS versus the certified public account. Yeah. So that'd be great. Awesome. Uh, once again, guys, thanks a lot. Really appreciate it. Uh, as for us, we're allbeerinside.com's website at allbeerinside on all social media. If you'd like to follow me, I'm at Killer Carpe Diem. Uh, it's usually Thursday night beer tastings and Saturday night beer and horror movies uh, mm-hmm. that I like to combine. Um, and uh, when you have, a ch- I'm hoping our merch store is going to be up. Speaking of which, you guys have prowrestlingtees.com slash off the hop rope. Sure do. Correct. So, Still there. Yeah, very much there. So uh, everything we've mentioned uh, at the end for these plugs will be at the uh, bottom of the episode. If you liked what you watched today, subscribe and uh, hit that notification bell for future episodes as well. Likes always help. You can also subscribe on Apple iTunes for the podcast. We currently have a problem with the website, but it will be getting updated uh, hopefully very shortly. And as I say, at the end of all episodes, drink craft, not crap.